five four three two one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. As I told you last week, we're starting to put the marked up articles up on WDMA. You can subscribe for free. I highly recommend it. It's great value. But if you want to support our work, I hope you'll join. And you can come on the show. Uh, first, I want to talk about moving press checks to the home. And this is from Print Print PI World. An Itasca-based printer called Continental Web, which is not too far from here, um, figured out how to do press checks offline or online, actually. And um, I started doing press checks in 1982. <laughs> so I've been on a lot of press checks. I've been on a lot of them. You know, we our, one of our biggest months was January, so we were usually in the mail on, like, uh, December 27th or December 23rd. We'd be on the press check. Yeah, that'd be about right. So I had a lot of fun enjoying press Christmas parties. <laughs> Not my own company, but theirs. They were all having a fun time yucking it up, and I was waiting for my job to get run. I've also done a lot of them at 2 and 3 in the morning. I had a suspicion that they would uh, run the job when it was when my eyes were least effective. <laughs> I also always thought it was funny that they had these beautifully lit booths that you could put your catalog down in with measured light. And, you know, they would explain how this was the same light that the designers would use and that the pressmen would use, and they had all the consistent Kelvin. But the problem is then somebody opens it on their coffee table in daylight or in the night, or you don't know what kind of light they're looking at it in. So the whole idea of press checks was curious to me. Now, I can, I mean, if you're printing the whole thing crooked, or uh, I know of a catalog where the data people took out the street address and the printer didn't look at it carefully and they mailed millions of pieces that were deliverable to the postal to post office with a zip code but not to the individual home <laughs> that was bad why didn't anybody look at the address on the catalog nobody did so anyway um, I was at a at, I was at a DMA show and J.C. Penney talked about how they didn't do press OKs. This was back in the late 80s, I would say. So kind of the heyday of the Penney's catalog. And they said, you know, they just got sick of sending people to press OKs. They had a booklet, a little digest-sized booklet. And they didn't even send them to photography shoots. Um, they had a booklet for the photographer. And it would say, you know, professional woman... And here's what we want her to look like, kind of, hair, you know, accessories, etc. And uh, that was it. And they would have style sheets for all these different things. It was pretty amazing. And uh, I was really impressed. So I quit sending my art department on all of these OKs. And it's, I mean, granted, I was in business to business. So it wasn't life and death for me. But... The main point here is is that yeah you can have a get a good scanner and you can get um, get a good scanner and you can get a good idea of what's going on and you can save a lot of time if you don't get too crazy about it and you can actually get better print quotes by saying to your printer 
we're looking for pleasing color, not exact match. Now, if you're sen- selling, you know, women's apparel, uh, you, you want to get it to match as well as you can. Um, the other thing is, is that on press OKs, you used to be able to actually manipulate the colors. You know, oh, let's bring up the red in this stripe here. <clears throat> but you know, then you'd you'd get the you'd get the item looking good, and then the model would look all red faced or something. Uh, it, it would, you know, it never quite worked anyway. But it was sort of a theoretical possibility, uh, which is you know not the best, not optimal. So anyway, um, I commend Continental Press for playing with this and helping us not have to be there for the Christmas party, but. Mm, all in all, I would say save your money, do it online. Makes perfect sense, and you can work that out with almost any printer that they can give you a scan at some level that you can check that things are right. More likely, it's something else messed up, not the color. Okay, promoting your business offline. I thought this was kind of interesting, not so much because it was a great article, but because it was on in uh, MSN.com. I'm making the point, I've been making the point in the last few weeks that direct mail is coming back as a recommended strategy to business. And so if you're not riding this wave, I mean, you know, I remember when the internet first came out and got commercialized when i got on the internet it was it was debated whether people would be able to sell anything on the internet because if you had a uh, if you even had a prodigy.com uh, or aol.com email and you signed in to a to a chat board uh, oftentimes they would they would uh, bully you and tease you because you were not, a, you know, you're not an, an education, you know, not an EDU or a GOV or somebody that had been on this thing for a, a couple of years. And uh, it was astounding. And I remember the first talk I went to that talked about how the, how the Internet was going to change commerce. Imagine that, right? Well, now these same publications are talking about direct mail. So I want to highlight that and mention it to you. And I'm finding them as many as I can. Okay, so five ways to help your business survive. Give out business cards. You know, that is funny because I got a whole bunch printed for the Nemoa show last March, which got canceled. It was like the first thing, one of the very first shows to get canceled. I'm not saying he shouldn't have canceled it. I would have gone. I really would. Um, but I got a lot of business cards. Anyway... Should throw them as I drive my motorcycle. No, you want to be a little more, you know. One of the things about business cards, though, is I've given out thousands of business cards in my career, and almost never do I get a response. So I think direct mail may be better. Network with your community. I had a fun time the other day, a week or two ago. I I got invited to join a Zoom networking thing from. It was like business people in Brooklyn. And it was about 40 of us came on, and the host put us in, in breakout rooms by like two or three, just two or three or four people in a room. And uh, it was really fun. And we all got to know each other a little bit. I also did one with uh, Chicago uh, direct, 
Oh, I always C A D M. I always forget what how it C D M A C A D. Anyway, um, that was fun, and that was all in the same room, and and got to know some people a little bit. I'm going to be participating in one the 9th of December, and I'm thinking we'll we'll announce one um, a little later, a little toward Christmas when you don't want to be working anyway. Something that starts about four o'clock my time and goes for about an hour, and uh, we'll do it with the DMA, a WDMA. So it'll be a lot of fun, and we'll get to know each other, and it'll be specifically about marketing with some print and direct mail emphasis, but specifically about marketing, which was the one thing I, I, I suggested, uh, that they have some kind of theme rather than just your elevator pitch, because I think that'll get kind of dull after a couple of sessions. Anyway, so network with your community and um, create handouts, brochures, and flyers. And here's the part that's great. In MS... MS... Whoops... Oh, I got a, a box thing. You can also send your print materials via direct mail. Okay, to your current and potential customers. Direct mail is an inexpensive way to target market markets and bring people into your business. A 2017 study showed that consumers open somewhere between 80 and 90% of direct mail. Well, that's pretty good. Consider using direct mail to send things like coupons, business announcements, uh, such as events or new products. And if you're a B2B marketer, I highly suggest that you that you get some imprinted merchandise. You know, just doesn't have to be much pens or or uh, or a hat or you know something fun that people will actually like. And uh, mug. We used to have the mug club. This is from KDMA, KCDMA, Kansas City. They gave me a mug one time when I spoke. So excellent that it's mentioned by by MSN.com. There we go. Okay, and finally, increase word of mouth. That's the toughie, right? Do good things for your customers and ask them to share it. Okay, now we got another idea. QR codes. What the heck is a QR code? Well, it's something that was invented years ago, and it uh, takes you to the Internet. Takes offline marketing to online marketing, and you may not have hear, heard of them because they were a flash in the pan, one of those shiny objects marketing people like, and then they were gone. Now the reason that they were gone was because they were designed to work with your phone camera, and they didn't work with your phone camera. You had to download a special app, which it says right here, and uh, but then suddenly a few years ago, Apple and Android introduced native QR, and so now they're all over the place. And uh, even back before that, we saw 14% increases in response on postcard marketing just by having one. So if, you, if you're skeptical, I'm not telling you just dive in and wreck your, your images. Now, there are apps that can, that can embed a QR code in a photograph. But the problem with that is people don't recognize it. So it's kind of dumb. And you have to get back to downloading that special app. I heard a presentation by a cataloger where they did that on on photos all through their catalog and they had a, a way to download the app and guess what? They couldn't find one person downloading the app. Not one person. How about that? So, 
it was a lot of work for nothing. So stick with the foundations, stick with the fundamentals, okay? Now, here's why. Here's the big the big why do you want QR codes? Generate marketing analytics. We used to use key codes or we used to use juicy markers down the side of the print run. Um, but we used to always track and split test. And that was the foundation, really, of direct marketing. And it became the foundation for a lot of what goes on in the analytics of the web. Unfortunately, too few web marketers have a good way of tracking the result. QR codes can give you some of that tracking. They can give you a direct link between your ad and and the virtual world. So this is like the huge important reason for QR codes. I remember learning how to do that. There you go. Okay. You can also directly have your app downloaded. And here's a good one. Solicit, and I wouldn't say Yelp ratings necessarily, but customer reviews of anything. You know, the, you can take them while they're in the restaurant. You can take them and, or in your store and say, hey, would you like to review? And instead of just printing it out on the receipt with nothing, there was some link or some 800 number I have to look up and hand code in. It's a way to do it. Excellent article. Okay, here's a little survey about print marketing in COVID-19 from Keypoint Intelligence. Okay, and what they found was that um, has your company increased purchases of certain types of print product as a result of its efforts to remain open during the pandemic? And 34% said yes, they're doing more printing. Uh, 40% said they haven't increased, but they're thinking of doing more as things get back to normal. Okay, I wouldn't wait too long. Um, you can always wait, but it's dangerous. We've had some really good feedback from our direct mail clients that that they've had banner years, one of the best years ever. I should note this is from 700 or so total respondents. Um, I'm assuming they called business, you know, businesses that use some print. Um, here were the main events or initiatives that promoted or prompted the print purchases. Company response to COVID-19. Not sure what that means exactly. That could be a big umbrella for anything. New in-store on-site protocols. You know, you might want to put up banners or stickers or something. Local and state federal rules and materials. You know, those are like seem to be compliance. But here we've got sales promotion, pickup and delivery, direct marketing initiatives. There you go. That's I'm going to lump that in with direct mail because it's print. Um, traffic markers, customer events, and grand reopening. I thought grand reopening was especially a good one because, heck, you know, some cities have reopened and it closed and reopened and it closed. You can have keep having reopenings. Anyway, so, uh, you know, marketers, the the projections are that, that we will get through this sooner or later. I know people talked about a second wave, but I haven't heard the fifth and sixth wave, so I think we're going to get down to business soon. Okay. And that's enough for today. Love talking print. 
Have a great day. Like and share. And keep in mind that we should be doing a meetup. We've got some things coming up in the calendar for December. And so uh, we're also trying out some new email systems. And so we may actually reach out to you for the very first time if you've attended or subscribed. So go over to WDMA and subscribe, and you'll get updates on all these articles and podcasts and a lot of other stuff. Have a great day. Bye-bye.